0: You are listening to the Magnetic Marketing, Marketing Secret, Gold, Members Only Podcast.
1: So this is our first event uh, since Russell made the investment to become officially what we're referring to as Dan Kennedy's biggest cheerleader. (laughs) So Russell is now the keeper of the Dan Kennedy vault, and uh, together we're working together to make sure that we keep Dan's legacy strong make sure we can bring the teachings of Dan Kennedy and many more entrepreneurs and business owners who are struggling and who haven't figured this out yet. So uh, for those of you who don't know Russell, Russell's the uh, co-founder of ClickFunnels. They've got over 100,000 users. They're doing more than $100 million. They've built a vibrant uh, tribe of funnel hackers. But really, if you don't know what ClickFunnels is, you certainly can go Google it. But it's software to... Uh, implement and do everything we teach here at Magnetic Marketing, and that's why we're so excited about uh, Russell's investment in this and the merger of uh, Magnetic Marketing and Click Funnels. And uh, Russell, do you want to share a few words with everybody about uh, about the new venture and uh, your excitement yeah. in this? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, some of you guys don't know like
0: my backstory into this whole world, but I grew like grew up in uh, Planet Dan, GKIC, whatever whatever version you want to call it. But I. Uh, you know, I was a, um, straight out of college. I was trying to learn how to start a business. And that's when I first found out about Dan Kennedy. And between Dan and Bill and the, the groups that I were in with them, uh, it completely radically transformed my life. And um, And so I've always... Been a super fan. I was in Bill's mastermind I think for six or seven years. Um, so I was flying to Baltimore three times a year to go and like learn from these guys. And then I was buying all the courses and the books. And like uh, I was similar to Gene. I had a card on file. I was like, just give me everything you got. I don't care. Like I just I need it all. And I've had a chance to literally go through every course. In fact, on my on my phone, I still to this day have every um, every course I've ever bought on my phone. And uh, and I still have every Kennedy course. And somebody asked me this one of my one of the people that coach with me. Like, well, who do you study from? And I was like. To this day, the person I still say from the most is Dan Kennedy and they 're like really isn 't that like old marketing like is he talking about faxing and, and yellow pages i 'm like, yes, but he 's also talking about like the foundational principles of marketing and so um, like to this day, I still study Dan all the time, and so that 's when this opportunity came uh, to be able to to partner with. Uh, magnetic and to be able to work with Dan, um, I obviously got so excited. We jumped right on the opportunity um, for a lot of reasons. And I think the biggest one, a lot of people don't know this about me, but, um, and I saw some people who are inside of the magnetic marketing community who are like, oh no, what if Russell tries to like just shove ClickFunnels down our throat? So what if this? And all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, (laughs) people people don't understand. Um, In fact, Darren's going to be flying out to Boise next week to hang out and he'll have a chance to see it. But I'm a collector of old stuff. Like I literally flew to Arkansas last weekend and, and picked up about 20 crates of all the original Napoleon Hill's books and literature and stuff like that um, because, like, I love collecting older things like this and bringing them back to life uh, through the businesses that I own. And so, for me, it's like really looking at all the intellectual property that Dan has that's been amazing. It's transformed so many people's lives that most people in this community don't even know about most of it yet, right? Especially in my world. And we've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs who are trying to, like, run Facebook ads, these kind of things, and they're, like, they're missing, like, the foundation of everything. And so, um, I think, what will be fun for the, for the, um, the community here is this, you guys going to have a lot more people coming into it, a lot more uh, just fresh fresh entrepreneurs who are learning this stuff and seeing it for the very first time and I think for a lot of you guys, you remember the very first time you you read something from Dan or you studied something or you had the aha moment um, I'm excited to be able to give and share that with so many more entrepreneurs and, and so anyway, I'm, I'm pumped, I'm excited you guys are going to see what's, uh, we have a lot of fun things over the next couple months getting prepared for the beginning of next year um, and, then, uh, and then it's going to be crazy so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to so it. So,
1: Russell, before <laughs> I let you have the whole stage, um, you know, one yeah. of the things that when we talked about this, you and I, it was like uh, we're not changing it anything to start. We want to make sure that it stays right the way that it is because, right, there were people concerned. Dan and I talked about this yesterday. Some of the people are concerned. But hmm. our main goal is to help more entrepreneurs become more successful, have more autonomy, have more freedom, create more wealth for their families, make more change in the world. And um, we're not really looking to change the community. We're looking to grow the community and cement Dan's legacy. Do you just want to touch a little bit on that and how we're going to maybe integrate a little bit, not start over?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think what people, a lot of people probably don't understand is, like, um, my first 15 years of my career was me learning all these principles from Dan and then me and a team of guys hand coding, like, the landing pages and the registration page and, all, like, all the principles that we learned. Is like, how do we turn this into... Websites and funnels and things like that, and ClickFunnels, uh, which is my core company, um, is software that we built to basically to do all these things and make it simple. And so, ideally, we're going to just bring you guys all of the strategies from from Dan, from from all the the amazing things, and hopefully, some of you guys are like, "Oh, like I can actually ClickFunnels makes this strategy really easy." And that's it. Like that's kind of my goal. But my biggest goal is to bring back all of you know Dan's stuff. Um, there's so many things we're finding in the archives. They're just like people don't know about them um, stuff. that I was like, I remember learning this. Man, like 15, 16 years ago. In fact, I had a call yesterday at the Rich Sheffrin, And uh, he's like, he's like, "Is opportunity marketing. Do you, do you have access to our opportunity marketing? I'm like, yeah, that's, pr- that's part of what, you know, we inherited in this in this acquisition. He's like, dude, he's like, I saw my notes and my workbooks and everything. He's like, I have every single note I took as I was going through the very first time. If you want, I can give that to you. And you can give that to people to help them to see the the connections and the, and the things to make sure they don't miss stuff. And I think there's so many entrepreneurs that Dan's affected and touched they are going to be coming and helping, like, to just to bring this knowledge back to you guys and, and bring it at a deeper level. You know, and so many people like me had a chance to sit in a room, like this little tiny room, and sit at the feet of Dan to hear it. And now it's less often you get those opportunities, but it's like, the, you know, we have the audios, we have the courses, and we have the, the products. Like, how do, we, how do we replicate that and bring that back as close as we can? And so um, that's kind of the goal, is just to, to bring this stuff out in the forefront uh, and make a lot more noise. You know, we spend millions of dollars a month on Facebook ads just for our core company. And right now, there's not many ads running for, for magnetic marketing stuff. Like, we're get the point... Hopefully we've got two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a month. So you start seeing like all this stuff and like, oh, I didn't even know this this existed. And like we'll be able to bring it to you and and uh, get you guys in a way where it's easy to consume and, and get it into your minds. And it's gonna anyway, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be awesome. you guys like...
1: Russell, the floor yeah. is yours. Otherwise, we'll be here talking about this until it's time for me to come to Boise. <laughs> okay, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> the all floor right. is
0: yours. Okay. Well, um, first off, super excited to be here with you guys. I'm grateful for Um, for everything Darren's done to put this whole event together there's so many things that happen behind the scenes as you guys know and they've uh killed themselves you know we finished this acquisition like a month and a half ago and he's like there's this big event happening and I was like can you just make sure that happens because we had our big event like two weeks ago and it's just like and so it's been amazing um what the the teams put together um and uh I think I've been sitting watching this whole thing from the other room it's been awesome and so grateful for everybody who's been working uh to make this uh happen for you guys and um and so when, uh, when Darren asked me to come speak at this, um, I actually, uh, for those who have had a chance to read the, the Why Advertising Fails book, um, or if you haven't yet, I've got a chapter in there that talks about um, probably the biggest, um, the biggest epiphanies, the biggest like, things that affected me and my business. Um, and originally, it all stemmed back to something I learned from Dan, which, you know, it seems like everything somehow goes back to Dan as the, kind of the, the beginning of all this stuff. Um, and it definitely was so for me. So when I first got started one of the one of the mentors that I learned from a lot of you guys know Frank Kern. But Frank Kern was was doing this internet business. I remember watching him and at the time he was like making these little these little niche websites, these little businesses. And he was setting them up and uh, there were all sorts of things from like how to train a dog to how to teach a parrot to talk and like just these little these little websites. And at the time I didn't have a business yet. This is before you know, I was in college. I was wrestling at my university and uh, I remember looking at all this and I was like what what kind of information product could I sell? And I was like, I'm good at wrestling, but I'm not really good at anything else. And I didn't know what to do. And um, and I spent, man, probably five or six months just trying to figure out, I need something to sell people, but I don't know what it is. And um, after a little while, uh, I remember uh, it was actually my wife and I had just gotten married. So I would have been like 22 maybe. And uh, we didn't have any kids yet or anything. Um, and I remember that uh, it was spring break and my wife was, was working for, uh, she had, she was supporting me while I was going to, to school and wrestling. And I remember it was spring break and one of my other buddies, he, he was also married. And so, uh, we were the two married guys on the wrestling team. So we were kind of stuck at home while our wives were supporting us while all of our friends went away for spring break. And so we're sitting there for, for a couple of days of spring break, just by ourselves, bored out of our minds while our wives were supporting us. And, um, and I remember, uh, my, my friend's name was Nate and Nate said, Hey, Um, do you want to go build a potato gun? And I was like, what do you, I don't even know what a potato gun is. Like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's really cool. It's this, you know, you get a big pipe and you glue it together and you can shoot potatoes really far. And we're like, well, we have nothing else to do. Like, sure, let's go make a potato gun. And so the first thing we did, like most people do, is you go to Google and type in how to make a potato gun. And we started finding potato gun plans and things like that. And we spent the whole weekend going out and building, um, building our very first potato gun. And we finished it like on a Saturday or something. And then our wives got off work, you know? And so we was like, let's go shoot potato guns. So we drove up in the, in the mountains and we we're shooting these potato guns that we had made. And it was just like a really fun, like fun spring break. You know, my, what, my, my sophomore year in college. And, um, And after that, I remember Monday, we had to go back to school. And I remember going back to school and sitting there being kind of frustrated because I didn't want to be in school. And um, as I'm sitting there, uh, as we're sitting there kind of talking and, um, you know, figuring things out, I remember sitting in class and my teacher's talking. I was like, I got to find some kind of business. Like, I don't want to, you know, none of these things I'm doing in school are fun. Like, I got to find out some kind of way to make money. And I remember at the time, I was like, well, I wonder if, like, I wonder if there's anyone besides me searching for information on how to make a potato gun. Like, maybe that's my big, maybe that's the big idea, right? And I got all excited. And so I went to, uh, I snuck out of my classroom and I went to, back then it was a site called Overture, um, but there's different sites nowadays you can do the same thing. And I typed in uh, the keyword phrase, how to make a potato gun. And sure enough, there were about 18,000 people per month searching for how to make potato guns. And there was nobody selling a product. And so that became like my first idea, my first info product. I know a lot of you guys, you know, there's a lot of different business types of businesses who are watching this. And so um, stick with me because even if you're not selling information products, the principle I learned is going to be the thing that that changed everything in my advertising. And so um, I went and said, okay, well that's going to be my thing. I'm going to be an information person. I heard people talk about info products. Uh, I'm going to make a, I'm going to teach people how to make potato guns. So I called back up my friend Nate and I was like, hey, um, after school today, we want to sneak out and let's go like film ourselves making a potato gun. And so we borrowed a little, a little uh, handheld camera from somebody, we started going, we drove to Home Depot, and we bought the pipes, and we just filmed ourselves doing the whole thing. And after a week or two of trying this out, we ended up making my very first product ever since we have seen this, called How to Make a Potato Gun. And this is my first, my first product I ever created. And uh, it was fun because I had to go through, you know, there's so many, th- so many things you have to learn your first time, right? Like, how do you, like, create a product, and how do you edit it, and how do you get it onto a, you know, for me it was a DVD back then, and how do you get it printed, and how do you do all those things? And so it took me a while to get it all figured out. And when it was done, I was like, I have a product. Like, I can finally make money. And um, this was, man, probably almost 20 years ago now, which is crazy. But it was the very first product I created. And um, back then, um, the, the only way that people really got traffic online, I'm sure there were a lot of ways offline. I had not bumped into Dan Kennedy yet, so I didn't know any of the offline ways. But there was this website. I'm sure you guys have all heard of it called Google. And you go to Google, and then there'd be a whole bunch of like, free stuff over here, and then there'd be a bunch of different paid ads over here. Right. And you'd bid on different keywords. And so the keyword I bid on was potato gun, spud gun, how to make potato gun, um, potato cannons, like all the keywords I could think of. Right. So I was bidding on them. And when someone would see it, they type in potato gun. Uh, my ad would click would show up right here and they click on it and go over to uh, my website where I was selling my potato gun DVD. I have horrible handwriting. So I apologize in advance, but potato gun DVD. I think I was selling it at the time for like 30 bucks. and that was my business, and the craziest thing, I put it out there. We started buying ads, and guess what? It worked. I spent about 10, 15 bucks a day in ads. People come over here, and one, you know, one out of three, one out of five, whatever the numbers were, would go buy this, and sure enough, I was spending 10, 15 bucks. I make 30 bucks, and I was like, I'm the richest kid in college right now, right? It was the greatest thing in the world, and I was like, I cannot believe that that like, I figured this, this thing out. And so uh, we kept doing that, and we we're buying ads. And, and at first, it was just it worked perfectly. And it was interesting, actually. Dan Kennedy, um, some of you guys know, he spoke at our Funnel Hacking Live event uh, two weeks ago. And he talked about this. said that media initially is always really, really cheap, right? Uh, it's very cheap and inexpensive initially because they're trying to get everybody to start using something. Now, I didn't know this at the time. I just knew, like, I had stumbled upon this thing. I was like, I got a business, I have one ad that goes to one landing page, sells one thing, and I'm rich. Like, it's just like, as a college kid, 15, 20 bucks a day uh, is, is a lot of money. And so, at least it was for me. <laughs> um, and so that's how this whole game started for me. And then, like Dan talked about Funnel Hacking Live, he said, you know, media always starts really inexpensive, but eventually gets more, it gets more and more expensive, right? So this happened in that time. There were tons of people all selling stuff. You know, it was like the heyday internet marketing was so simple, and then literally it was overnight. I still remember what happened. I'd been running this for probably two or three weeks thinking I'd like crack the code. Um, and then all of a sudden Google changed how they did things. Their algorithms changed where things got more expensive. And it went from me spending $10 to sell a $30 DVD. To all of a sudden I was spending $50 to sell a $30 DVD. Right? Now I'm not that smart, but you know, after two or three days of that, I was like spend $50 to make 30 Spend 50 make 30 After day three, I'm like, I have to stop Buying ads because this doesn't work, right? And so like advertising my advertising literally was failing, right? And that's kind of the, the premise. This is like I like I didn't understand it. It was working earlier and now it's not working anymore. I couldn't figure it out. And so all I did is I turned the ads off and I was like, well, I guess I missed it. I missed the dot-com bubble, right? I was so excited for this thing that I thought was gonna be the greatest thing in the world. I was ready to drop out of school and everything. <coughs> Excuse me. And then it was just gone overnight. And I didn't know what to do. And and so I didn't. For three or four weeks, I was just like, well, I guess I missed it. Um I guess I missed the whole advertising thing. Like it's, you know, I, I missed the, the, the window. Um, and then I remember hearing this. Um, this is about the time I kind of, probably the first or second time I bumped into Dan Kennedy. And it wasn't like I bought a core ship. I just was studying different people and, the, and people kept referencing him. They kept talking about him over and over again. And the quote that I remember I heard initially, I'm sure you guys have heard this a million times, but Dan said that whoever can spend the most money to acquire customer wins, and at first, that didn't make sense to me. I remember, I remember specifically, I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. I was like, I can spend $30 to acquire a customer. Like, if someone else selling DVD be the same thing. And like, it didn't make sense to me. And I kept hearing him say it over and over again. Like, whoever can spend the most money to acquire a customer wins. I kept hearing that. I kept hearing that. Um, and I was like, I understand that conceptually. But how do, I, how do I spend more money to acquire a customer? spending $50 to make, sell $30 DVD. I can't spend any more. Right? I couldn't figure that out in my head. I was just kind of stuck. I, I was stuck in this, in this, um, in this thing. And then one day I had a call with one of my friends and he had a similar business to mine. The same thing happened to him. His ad hoc costs had gone up and he was trying to figure things out too. And I remember he called me and said, Russell, I figured it out. I'm like, figured what out? He's like, I figured out how to like, how to win again in Google, how to get the ads to work again. I was like, like, what do you do? Like, who do you have to call? Like, how do you change your ads? And he's like, no, it's not, it's not the ads. The ad costs went up. Like, like that's ship sale. We can't do anything about that. We can't affect what Google's doing. He said, but over here, he's like, he's like, I started adding um, upsells." I was like, what do you mean upsells? And he said, well, if you think about, said, you think about like a traditional um, uh, company like McDonald's, right? Like he's like, when you go through the drive through he's like, what do they, they ask you? I'm like, you know, do you want a Big Mac? And he said, yes. And then the first question they ask is, do you want fries and Coke? He's like, that's an upsell. I'm like, okay, well, how does that help me? And he's like, you've got to figure out an upsell. So after somebody buys this, there's the next thing. Now, obviously for us nowadays, this makes a lot of sense, right? You've, if you've bought anything online in the last 10 years, you've seen this process. Uh, but back then, this was not a, something people were doing. There was no upsells. Uh, Amazon didn't have like one-click upsells. Like none of it was possible. In fact, they didn't have one-click upsells. Um, <clears throat> but I, so I asked my friend, I said, well, I have my, my thing. He's like what, like, what should my upsell be? And he's like, well, after somebody buys your potato gun DVD, what's the next logical thing they need? I was like, well, after they buy the DVD, then they have to go to Home Depot and buy the pipes and the glue and the barbecue igniter and all the different pieces, right? And he said, well, what if you made an upsell where you sold um, a kit? And the kit had all of the things that they would need, right? And let's say you sell a kit for $197 or something. I can't remember exactly the price, something like that. And I was like, well, I really want to make potato gun kits. That sounds like a horrible business. He's like, well, there's got to be someone who does, like, do some research. So I did some research, and eventually I found this company right here. This is actually one of the, the original guns. This was called the Bully. And uh, this was a potato gun kit that they sold. And uh, this one, I haven't actually glued it together. It came with all different pieces, all different parts. And so, um, anyway, I can't pull the back off right now, but this is what a potato gun looks like. And so this company was selling the, the kits like this, and they were selling the kits for, um, I think, I don't know, 40, 50 bucks, something like that, uh, um, wholesale. And I could, res- I could uh, upsell them or resell them for $200. And so I signed the little contract with the company to start, um, selling these, uh, potato guns as an upsell and I put it in here. And what was crazy is then I said, okay, well, I'm going to, um, I've got an upsell now. Let me see if this is actually going to work for me. Make sure it doesn't fall. Um, and so, um, I went back to Google and I turned my ads back on, right? So I turned the ads back on and sure enough, Google still charging me. I still had to pay the, the $50 per, you know, to sell a DVD, so uh, $50 comes over here, right? And I was losing money every single time. But what's crazy is that about one out of three people, so one out of three people who saw this up, this kit, ended up buying it, right? And so I maybe lost, I lost $20, I spent $50, I lost $20 here, but one out of three bought it, which means I made an extra, whatever that is, $80 per person, right? Um, and all of a sudden, it worked. Like I was back, all of a sudden, it worked again. And that, that phrase from Dan Kennedy, whoever can spend the most money to acquire a customer wins, suddenly I was able to spend $50 to sell a $30 DVD where nobody else could in my market, right? And so because of that, I was able to go through here and I could start growing, start scaling again because I was making more money than anybody else off the exact same ads. And that was kind of my big, that was my first like big aha. And I started realizing, like, this is the, this is the key. I need to create sales processes. And back then, we didn't, even call, them, we didn't call them funnels back then. We called them, um, I think we called them sales processes or sales pipelines or things like that. And so um, that's when we started kind of geeking out. on do like, okay, well, like, how else can we increase how much money we can make? Like, do we add an upsell? Do we add a down? So we started going through and kind of figuring things out until we got to the point where we could outspend people in any market we went to. Um, in fact, before I bumped into um, to Dan and Bill and joined their masterminds, I was doing this in a whole bunch of markets. We it was potato guns. We did it was couponing. We did it with weight loss. We did it with speed reading. With, like every market we could find somebody and we'd create a product, create an upsell, create a downsell, plug it in, buy ads, and we were just winning over every single time. It was so easy. <laughs> um, and we were having just tons of fun with that, kind of playing that game. And so for me, this is kind of, this is kind of the first principle that, that I had to understand to get my advertising to actually work, was I had to figure out how, to, how, to get an, um, how I can spend more money than anybody else to acquire a customer. If I can do that, then I can, I can outspend everybody and I can win. Um, okay, so that was the first, the first thing I wanted to, uh, to kind of talk about. And I know a lot of you guys have heard my potato gun story before, but that's kind of where the whole thing came from. This is where um, the practical application of me hearing Kennedy say, whoever can spend the most money to acquire customer wins. This is the first time it was like, I did it. It worked. He was right. And then I did it over and over and over and over again, right? Because it, it started getting really, really fun. Okay. <clears throat> now I want to fast forward. So my business for a long time was, was this, right? It was a bunch of these little niche products. Eventually, I got excited about this, and I started teaching other people, and I started doing seminars and events, teaching a lot of these principles. In fact, um, when I was at GKIC, uh, the first six years in the mastermind that I was in with Bill, I used to teach, for those who've been around a long time, I had a chance to teach most of the events some of these principles and these concepts, which is really cool. Um, and then, um, man, it's actually seven years ago. So we, uh, ClickFunnels just, just had its um, seven-year birthday, Um, But seven years ago, we launched um, our next big company, right? It was a thing that we had been working on. I spent over a year working on it, getting it ready. We launched into the world, and it was uh, ClickFunnels. And I want to walk you through the process because um, a lot of people look at where we are at ClickFunnels now, and they see we have over 100,000 active paying subscribers. We've got all these different things happening. And they're like, oh, this must have been, you know, just really, really easy, right? And it's like, actually, no, it was not easy. Um, when we got started, we decided to do ClickFunnels. We were competing against um, a lot of really big software companies that had tons of funding. Some of them had hundreds of millions of dollars in funding, and we had nothing, right? We had my credit card and, uh, and our ability to create funnels, and that's all we really had to, to grow and to scale. And so when we launched ClickFunnels initially, um, um, I didn't know like, what was going to be the right way to to sell it. I'd seen a lot of other software companies. And what most of them were doing is they had some kind of trial, right? And so we did the same thing. We set up, um, we set up clickfunnels.com and we said, okay, set up a, tr- a trial. is $0 uh, for a 14-day trial. And then after that, we'll bill people $97 a month and, and above, right? So that was the very first... Like the first sales message we put out there for ClickFunnels, and we got all excited. We started going buying ads on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and everywhere, right, to buy ads to get people to come here for this uh, for this offer. And what happened um, is I forgot the core principle from Dan, right? Whoever can spend the most money to acquire customer wins. And what's interesting is if you look at this, um, you know, we could spend zero. I mean, we we're making zero dollars after 14 days. We make 97. Um, but we were making zero dollars up front, right? And so we're buying these ads, and it was costing us to get somebody to give us a free trial. It would cost us a $100, 150 dollars to get a trial. And um, again, we didn't have, you know, venture capitalists or people funding this whole thing. And so, um, really quick, after a couple days, we're like we're running, we're out of money. Like we had to stop off our ads, which is the scary thing to be in, um, especially when we're competing with people who have a hundred million dollar advertising budget from you know, somebody else gave them, they haven't earned that money, but they have that money to start kind of investing. That's where we were stuck at. So we launched this very first time, and we're losing money dramatically, and ClickFunnels almost didn't happen, uh, because we couldn't grow. Now, I'm sure this happens for a lot of you guys. You have an idea for a business, or a product, or a new offer. You put it out there, and the way, because the metrics don't make sense, you're not able to, to grow it and scale it, right? Um, I heard Dan talk about that earlier. Like, you've got to become really good at the math, the math on it. And our math on this model was broken. We were copying people, we were modeling people who, um, again, who had get, been given 30 or 50 or 100 million dollars in, in VC capital, so they didn't have to be profitable right out of the gate. They could go a year, two years, three years before they broke even, but we couldn't, and that's how we were kind of competing. We were trying to model what they were doing. So after we realized that, right, this is not working, like, we're struggling here. Like, how are we going to sell ClickFunnels? And so we tried thing after thing. We tried selling for $97 a month. We tried this. We tried that. And, like, a whole bunch of different variations, and none of them actually worked. In fact, um, it was the sixth the six time. So the first, second, third, fourth, fifth time, it didn't work. And then the sixth time, uh, we got, I got asked to speak at somebody's event. And they said, I want you to come and teach people about funnels. And then at the end of it, sell them a $1,000 version of ClickFunnels. I was like, I remember telling the promoter, I was like, I can't because, um, I can't even sell this for zero dollars. No one's going to spend a thousand dollars for it. And he's like, well, you have to, you have to do that. Like your picture's already on the website, like you're speaking. So figure it out. I was like, oh man. And I don't know how many guys have ever, you know, you've been trying to make your new business work or your new offer work and it's not working and you're kind of deflated. That was the state I was in. I'm like, how am I supposed to do this? This is like, you know, I don't know what, what to do, but I knew I was speaking in this seminar and luckily for me, um, uh, again, in fact, when I first came in the Kennedy world, um, I remember uh, I got asked to speak in an event, and I went, I spoke at the event, completely bombed, nobody bought anything, and that's when I bought Dan and Bill's um, their public speaking course, which I don't know if it's still in, it was like 50 CDs, like this big, I went through the entire thing and listened to everything, like how do you actually sell from stage, like obviously it's not just speaking, there's a different way to sell from stage, I went through and I learned that model, and then I'd spoken on stage for a lot of years, and so I kind of learned that model, but I hadn't done it for a long time, and so I got asked to speak at this event, I show up, and I created a presentation um, that, you know, it was my traditional sales presentation where I teach a bunch of stuff. At the end of it, we transition to an offer. And we did that whole thing. So at the live event, we went and we made, uh, we made a $1,000 version of ClickFunnels. Um, you know, it was a whole bunch of things, you know, made a really good offer. And then for $9.97, um, they could get... Um, at the time, it was 12 months of ClickFunnels. Um, that's kind of what the, what the offer was, right? And so I went there, did the event, spoke, and we sold... And um, what was crazy is, again, every single time I tried to sell this, I had to change the messaging and change things. And, like, for some reason, like, I figured out the message. Like, I, when, you got, when I got the message right, it was just, like, a home run, right? So I did the presentation. I closed sales. And I remember um, it was the first time I'd seen a table rush like that since, man, probably probably Nito Cobain, is his name? Uh, he was at a, probably the second or third GKC um, super conference I went to, and he spoke, and I remember seeing him do a table rush, and people were just going crazy. It was the first time I'd seen something since that one, right? And uh, people were jumping over, and like more than half of the room ended up signing up for ClickFunnels right there. And I was like, oh my gosh, we figured it out. Like, this, like I know the message now, right? I got the message right, I got the offer right, I know exactly what people are looking for and how to sell this product now. Okay, and so for you guys, I'm telling you these pieces of the story because um, I'm sure some of you guys are in different parts of your journey, right? Where maybe you're right now here and you have an offer and it's not working. The math and the metrics are not working, right? It's like, okay, do we create a new product? Do we do, revamp everything? It's like, no, like, you just gotta shift, like, how do you shift the offer? How do you shift the metrics? How do you get the math equation, like Dan was saying earlier? How do you get the math to work? We get the math to work, then everything makes sense, right? And so for us, as soon as this worked and we got half the room to sign up for 997, I was like, okay, I got the offer. I know the messaging, I know everything. <coughs> um, now we need to go out there and start start promoting it. And so, uh, what we did, so my flight home from that, from that event, I started doing, um, well, I started a couple things. I was like, I'm going to go to every live event I can, but I also want to do uh, virtual live events, right? And this is before people were doing, you know, Zoom events like this. <coughs> um, but we did a lot of webinars back then. And so uh, what I started doing is I started setting up a bunch of webinars, right? And so here's a traditional webinar funnel. Somebody comes to a page. They, there's a, you know, a headline there, and then they register for the event. You guys have seen this before. They show up to the webinar. Someone gives the presentation. In the, the presentation, they make a special offer. And then from there, you go to an order form. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting over a cold right now, so I apologize for my cough. So this is kind of a basic webinar funnel. It's very simple. It's very easy. Um, but I knew that every single person who bought, we made $1,000 dollars. Um, so like now we have again whoever can spend the most money to acquire customer wins, right? So we went out there and we started buying ads like crazy. We started finding affiliates, people that had their own email lists, and we'd pay them fifty percent, sixty percent, or sometimes even more to get them to promote this thing. And we would start, just kept going like crazy, getting as many people to this webinar as possible. And I was doing uh, on average probably four or five live webinars a week, sometimes two or three a day, depending on who we could get to promote it, who can get lined up. Uh, and we we're driving all the traffic here, and this became the funnel to kind of built click funnels. Now a couple of things about this that were interesting is someone would register and then they get on the webinar, we try to sell them a thousand dollar version. But not everyone bought that, obviously, right? Um, and so what we do is on after someone register, there'd be a thank you page. It said, thank you so much for signing up. And it said, hey, before the webinar starts, uh, I'd recommend going and getting a ClickFunnels trial. ClickFunnels trial uh, before you show up to the webinar. Um, and so they'd go get a trial and they'd show up to the webinar. And then what happened, the metrics, if you look at the metrics and you fast forward over a year period of time, we ended up getting 2,500 people to sign up for the thousand dollar version right here. Um, but during that time we got 7,500 people who, who not only joined the trial, but stuck. So the end of year one of ClickFunnels, we had 2,500 people that paid a thousand dollars with 7,500 people paying $97 a month to be using the platform. And so this was us testing a million different things, this was the, the, the process that worked for us. Registration, takes the thank you page, gets them signed for a trial, and then from there, then we do the webinar. On the webinar, we sell a $1,000 version of it, and then from there, we're taking the order form, and then they, they have an account. So this became, um, this became our very first funnel. And I always tell people in, in my world, it's like, you know, the, the first thing we're trying to do is trying to figure out, like, what's the funnel that can get you from wherever you are today to, like, uh, we call it Two Comma Club, but to a million dollars. Like, can you get to like. If you can get uh, one funnel that's, that's structured correctly, you can out, go out there and Facebook ads, YouTube ads, all the ads are getting, uh, drive enough where you can get this thing to a to million dollars or beyond. And so that was our first focal point was to do that. And we got there relatively quickly. And then we kept running this and we kept running it. And we ran it for for the, you know, six months and then for a year and then a year and a half and for two years and it just kept working and kept working. We were able, because of the way the metrics work, we were able to buy ads everywhere. Um, we were able to get affiliates to promote it. We were able to buy ads um, like, we were buying ads, in and, and you guys would be impressed. Not only online, I bought ads offline. We bought ads uh, everywhere. We were trying everything we could. And for a long time, this was just, this was the ClickFunnels business. It was this simple process. and it kept going, kept going, kept going. And then over time, what happened, you guys, I'm sure you've noticed this. If not, you'll notice it. Um, as your ads keep running longer and longer and longer, uh, you'll start getting ad fatigue, where um, the, how much it costs to acquire a customer here starts going up over time, Right? Um, I actually had an uh, interesting discussion with, some of you guys know Dean Graciosi. Uh, Dean ran infomercials for man, 20-something years. And it was interesting, he told me, he said when he used to do an infomercial, he would go and they'd film the show, put it together, and then the infomercial would run for about 18 months on average before, the, before it got fatigued, where the ad costs started getting more expensive than what they were able to kind of make the metrics work, right? So every 18 months, Dean had to go back to the studio you know, write a new script, hire new actors or whatever, do the whole thing and rebuild the show, and then launch again, then that show would work for 18 months, right? And that's pretty cool, uh, but what you'll find online is that um, the, how long something lasts for is shorter online than it is offline, uh, traditionally. And so a funnel like this, depending, might, might run for a year, the, the, the funnel might run for a year, year and a half, two years uh, successfully, but over time, your ads start getting more and more expensive, and so there's always kind of this balancing act. And so for us, as um, as as the cost started going higher here, we started looking. Okay, we need to figure out like what's the next thing. Like how do we how do we get people to keep coming to click We want to keep growing this, but it's getting too expensive to just have this one funnel, right? And so if you guys have a chance to read the Why Advertising Fails book, inside Eric and start talking about this, I said okay. Uh, about that time, I was writing my very first book called Dotcom Secrets. I said okay, let's let's sell a book. Um, before this. So before someone gets here, let's make a new offer that we can introduce somebody to that they can, um, um, that they can, you know, they can read it or create desire for what we're trying to sell later on down the, down the, you know, down the pipeline, uh, and things like that. Right. So I wrote my very first book. Um, and it took, I don't know, writing the book for me is, uh, is a lot of work, but I wrote the first book, Dotcom Secrets. And it was interesting because I was looking at the time Nowadays, you see a lot of people doing book funnels and things like that. But back then, there wasn't. Um, I maybe saw one or two other authors who had some version of it. Most of them was like, there's a picture of a book, and they said, go buy it on Amazon, right? There wasn't like, a, like the sales process happening when they were selling books. And so um, what we did, in fact, I remember looking at this thinking, okay, like let's say you go to Amazon, right? So here's Amazon. And you see all the different books on Amazon. And most books on Amazon cost What? right? Like if you look at the book on this, it's going to be, let's say 1995, right? Um, And so this comes back to the principle we talked about Dan earlier is whoever can spend the most money to acquire customer wins. I'm looking at this and I was like, I can only spend $20 on Amazon to sell my book and then that's it. And Amazon doesn't give me the contact information. I can't send them emails. I can't promote the next thing. I can't do anything, right? And so when we launched our book, I didn't even put it on Amazon initially. We said, okay, I'm going to build out a book funnel, right? Well, what does that look like? I said, okay, well, um, on the, the homepage we will have um, have the book, and we did a free book. We just had to cover shipping and handling. There's the book, and people would put in their credit card, right? And so we would drive, drive through that, and that would be the first thing is get them to buy the book. And I kind of share the some of the metrics, the numbers inside the Why Advertising Fails book, so you have a chance to see that. But I think we were charging the time uh, seven dollars and ninety five cents um, to give to cover the shipping for the book. So that was the first step. But still, like based on this, I was only able to spend seven dollars <throat> and ninety five cents to sell a book, right? And so then it's like, okay, well, what else can we do to increase, uh, we call it the average cart value or the average order value. How do we increase this so that it's mo- so it's bigger? So that way I'm able to go and, um, you know, spend more money to acquire a customer. So we said, okay, well, if someone buys the book, what's the next thing they're going to want? I said, well, for me personally, like if I buy a book, I love having the audiobook, right? Like I like to be able to listen and read at the same time or listen to different places and stuff like that. And so um, I recorded an audio book and we created what's called an order form bump. I'm sure you guys have seen these before where, uh, in the checkout, there's a little button there that says, um, Hey, do you want an audiobook? If, if, yeah, if you do, click yes here, and for an extra $37, we'll give you the audiobook as well. And so that was kind of the, the first. Um, so this is the order form bump. So 7.95 is for the book, $37 for the order form bump. And I think back then it was like 60% of people, this is before a lot of people were doing book funnels, but 60% of people started paying $37 for the audiobook, which was crazy, right? And then after that, then it took them to the next page. They signed up and said, so, okay, you've got the book, you've got the audio book. And then we had uh, what we call an upsell. This is the, do you want fries and Coke with that, right? Or this is like, do you want the potato gun kit? And so for me, I my "Okay, they just bought the book. What's the next logical upsell? I was like, oh, they probably want a course to go deeper on this. So we had a course we put together uh, for $197 that went deep into like how to actually implement all the stuff that was inside of the book, right? So that became upsell number, uh, uh, upsell number one. So again, $197 and then the upsell number two, then we had um, a traffic course. A lot of people who build funnels then they want to know how to get traffic. I think this was like a $297 offer and uh, yeah, so $297. Now what's cool about this this is something that um, I try to teach my entrepreneurs because if you look at this, right, traditional like Amazon, like best case scenario, if someone comes and they buy everything about to have to, To to sell them, what's what's the best possible average cart value? Right, the best they could possibly spend is the 1995. Like that's it. So over here, let's just say somebody came and they happened to buy everything. Right, they they bought the book, (coughs) they bought the audio book, they bought the course, and they bought the second course. If I add that all up, and my math's not going to be very good right now, let's say it's 300, 45, 537. So like, let's just say it's 537. Those numbers are not correct, but they're close enough. Right? So this right here, this is my potential, my potential average card value. So here my potential average cart value, like best case scenario, I make 20 bucks. Over here, I can make $537 from one person buying the book. And I start thinking about my, what I learned from Dan, right? Whoever can spend the most money to acquire, customer wins. So all of a sudden, here, the most I can spend to acquire customers is 20 bucks. Here, I can spend up to $537 if they bought everything. Now, obviously, people aren't going to buy everything, but this is like, this gives me more shots of base, right? It's like being a baseball player. and say, like, okay, I've got, instead of that one swing, like here, I got one swing. I got to close that. Every single person, I got one shot to close them. Over here, it's like, I can miss three or four or five, and all of a sudden, boom, someone comes through and buys that. Someone comes through and buys this and this. Someone comes through and buys just this, you know, and like the money, there's just more money you're making from every single part of the transaction, right? So this became the book funnel. So he launched this book funnel and because we're able to spend so much money, we start selling like two, three, four, 5,000 copies of the book every single week, week in and week out, like clockwork, like boom, just books after books after books. And people would read the book. They go through the trainings, all this kind of stuff. And it created a desire for them. Now they wanted the next thing I sell, which was click funnels, right? And so <laughs> what we started doing is I said, okay, well these customers coming through here, like now we need to go and plug them into the next thing. So I'm going to go backwards on my paper here. Because this webinar funnel is still there. It's still happening, right? So what we did is we built... So this is, a, this is my webinar funnel. Which the goal of this one is to sell a $9.97 version of, of ClickFunnels right here, right? That's the, the goal here. And then if you look at this, there's going to be a couple tiers here. So down here we have the book funnel. And so the book funnel... Um, literally just take this right here, these pages, and I plugged in and said, okay, here's, here is the, the book. Boom. Here's the audio book. There's upsell one. There's upsell two. And so this became the first place we we're driving traffic to, right? And like I said, the... Um, the potential was $537. If you look at the average uh, over time, we were making, for every free book we'd give away, the average was like $50 or $60. So I could spend $50 or $60 in ads to sell a copy of my book, and they'd go through this and they would break even, right? And then from here, I'd say, okay, all the, all the buyers who bought the book, then I would start promoting the webinar. This became the next step in the funnel. And we'd promote the webinar like crazy. And now what was cool about it is I didn't have to buy these ads anymore. Remember I was telling you the ad costs got really, really expensive over time where I couldn't afford to buy the ads? Well, now I sold the book. The book broke even. I got all my money back from the book and I got a customer, right? And then from here, all my email sequences pushed them to the webinar and all these registrations were free. And now what happened is now it was completely free for us to get ClickFunnels customers. Whereas before my first launch, you know, when we first launched ClickFunnels back here, I was showing you guys, it was costing us... Um, you know, to get a, a $0 trial, we were sometimes spending um, anywhere from, you know, $100, $150, $200 to get a free trial. Where now, this funnel right here broke even, right? I spent $50 to, to, to sell a book. Um, they went through this process. We broke even. I collected the money. We got a customer. And now everyone came here. It's completely free. And people are like, how did you get people to go click funnel so fast? Like, this is how we did it. It was free for us to get customers because these front-end funnels we broke even on, Right? And again, you're gonna see that when you guys have a chance to go through why advertising fails, the reason why advertising fails for most people, in my belief, is because they can't spend enough to acquire a customer. Right now, I can spend $50 to give away a free book and still break even, and then all this is just pure profit. But even if I was to go in the hole, and let's say I spend $100 to give away a free book, right, and I lose $50, I still, over here, a percentage of buying our $1,000 course, like I can still go in the hole and make my money here and still be extremely profitable right, and so that, was, that became like year two, two and three of ClickFunnels was this, it was just like buying ads here, people would come through, we break even, and then from there, boom, push them into the next funnel, and that was all just pure profit coming, coming into us, okay, as I'm sharing this, I'm hopefully you guys are like thinking about your own business, can you see how this would weave in, like how, how can you take the core thing that, that you guys are normally selling right now, and how do you create a funnel ahead of time, that the goal of it, like I, we call them inside our office, we call them break-even funnels, like how do we create a break-even funnel that's going to get us free customers, right? If I get a breaking phone, that gets me free customers. Then this is all just pure profit. And that's the, like, that's the sweet part of business, right? If you get, uh, something else you're selling to get all your customers for, you know, make them free for you, then this becomes just pure, pure revenue. (coughs) Okay. So inside of my chapter in the Why Advertising Fails, I'll walk you through, here's the, first, here's the first funnel, right? As they come through here, we have a whole email sequence and a whole a bunch of things pushing them into here. Then they go through this whole process, right? They watch the webinar, they get signed up, they get some value, all that kind of stuff, and they either join ClickFunnels or they don't. And then the next here, then we have a next thing up here. And this was something that, um, obviously I had seen a lot of times happening inside the, the Dan Kennedy world. In fact, the first time I saw it was, uh, the first time I was aware of it, was me as an active participant in it, right? I didn't really know how the whole thing worked. In fact, when I first joined um, the mastermind group, um, I didn't know a whole bunch yet about, I, I knew who Dan Kennedy was. I listened to his CDs and stuff, but I didn't know who Bill Glazer was. I remember there was this, this mastermind they kept talking about, like this thing that was like their high ticket thing that they sold over here. I was like, I gotta be part of that thing, right? And so I remember um, finding out about it, I remember applying, and they told me no, and I kept begging and begging. And finally, eventually, I said, okay, you can come in. Like, you can join the mastermind. So I joined the mastermind. And uh, I remember telling all my friends, like, I'm flying out to go meet Dan Kennedy. I'm so excited. And I jump in this plane. I fly to Baltimore, and I get in this room, and there's no Dan Kennedy in this room. And then I was like, uh-oh, what's happening? Like, Did I go to the wrong spot? And then uh, Bill Glazer, who you know, I didn't know who he was at the time, he gets in this room and starts talking. And I was like, I think I just got screwed. Like, this whole time I spent all this money I didn't really have to join this mastermind group with Dan Kennedy. And it was, it was Dan Kennedy's mastermind, but Bill Glazer was who, who was running it. And I remember sitting in the room, and I was like, oh, no, like, what do I do? And, um, I'm in the mastermind group. Everyone has a chance to get up and share their business and kind of share ideas. And so I'm watching all the different people get up. I'm learning from everybody else's businesses, which was really fun for me. Um, and then finally it was my turn to, to be up there. So I got up there and I was showing people my business. My business at the time was, was very simple. I sold a, I had a free DVD that I would sell. I think I charged $4.95 people buy the DVD. They buy the DVD. We call them on the phone and we sell them a $5,000 coaching package. And that was my whole business at the time. It was free DVD, $5,000 coaching. That was it. And so I showed everyone, like, here's our business model. Like, we have the DVD. And I kind of explained everything to the, to the group. And I remember somebody asked me, I said, well, what do you sell to people who, who gave you $5,000? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, they gave me $5,000. That's so much money. Um, like, they're not going to have any money for anything else. I remember thinking that. And, um, and I thought it was, it was interesting because um, someone in the group, they, they kind of raised their hand. And I called on They said, you don't understand, Russ. Like, you're thinking way too small. They said, um, uh, someone who paid you $5,000 is a $5,000 buyer lead. That person's the most likely to buy whatever the next thing is you have. And I just, it just I, I don't think I believed him. In fact, I know I didn't believe him because I was just like, you're crazy. There's no way that's, um, that someone who paid me five grand is now gonna pay me something else. Now what happened that night and still like just a life, one of those moments that just changes your perspective on everything, right? I had spent, I think, 25 grand to be in that mastermind if I remember right. It's been spend a long time since I initially joined, but I think that's about what it was. <laughs> so I was a twenty five thousand dollars buyer in lead in this room, and at the time those who remember um, Dan and Bill came out with the product called the Phenomenon, and it was a DVD, a documentary, a thing they were going to be filming, and they came to our to our group and said, "Hey, who here wants to be in the Phenomenon?" And this is right after the Secret had just launched and became this, you know, became the Secret, and uh, they're like, "We're doing one called the Phenomenon. It's going to be way better. And if you want to be in it, it's it's um, I think it was thirty thousand dollars to be in the actual uh, movie." And I remember thinking like 30,000, I was just like, cool. And it blew my mind, right? But I'm sitting in this room with 18 other entrepreneurs like me. And of the 18 entrepreneurs, nine of them, more than 50% of the people in that room bought a $30,000 thing that day. And I remember I was just like, oh my gosh, we're $25,000 buyer leads. And they just sold a $30,000 thing. And more than, you know, half of us, half of them signed up for it. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. I wish I could too, but I don't any more money. Um, <laughs> but that was the first time I'd ever seen that. And I started like, realizing that that like every business, there's no end to the back ends, right? Like you can keep going. In fact, this was fascinating. Um, Two or three years later, I was uh, Bill's mastermind group and there's two mastermind groups at the time. And uh, we met in um, uh, Atlantis down in, uh, uh, whatever that's at, down in the Caribbean, right? And I remember uh, the two groups came together. So me and uh, Ryan Dice were both there. We started talking and Ryan had said something super fascinating to me. He said, why are you here, Russell? And I was like, "Uh, because... like, there's a waterfall here and there's slides. He's like, no, no. He's like, why are you, why are you here at Dan's uh, and Bill's Mastermind? Like, why are you in this group still? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. And he's like, have you bought this guy's stuff? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you like, bought this? And he started going through all the different gurus of the time. I'm like, yeah, I bought theirs and theirs and theirs and theirs. And he's like, you know what's interesting? He's like, he's like, everybody else stopped selling me things except for Dan. He's like, that's why I'm here. I started thinking. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm the same way. I bought everybody's stuff and there's nobody else selling me anything. And so I stopped. Okay. The, the thing you have to understand is that in any business, like if you're giving people value throughout, like they're going to continue to want more. They're going to want the next thing. And so for us, when ClickFunnels started getting bigger and we had a bunch of customers coming in here, we were trying to figure out, like, what's the next thing for us? And it's more throughout the years. For a while, it was our certification program. It was our Two Tucumacup X coaching program. We have other things like that. But, but we um, decided to offer that, and that became um, our next tier, right? And so the coaching tier— Coaching slash masterminds became the next tier for us. And the same thing, all these customers came in, we start offering that. And um, we had a coaching funnel that kind of goes through the process. That became the next thing. And again, all the money that came from here was just pure profit, right? Because down here, this thing right here, this break-even funnel took all of the the cost, right? All the cost to Mark Zuckerberg, all the cost to to Google, uh, Larry and Sergey, right? All the cost, all the, the, the platforms got eaten up way down here at the bottom of my value ladder, right? And then I get the customer, and then I bought this, pure profit. And they bought this, it was pure profit. And this is how our company started growing, by leaps and bounds, because of of how we had things structured. And so that's what I want to share with you guys. Um, We call this, in fact, I call it inside the advertising uh, fails book, I call it funnel stacking, right? Um, And for me, it was interesting, because when I first got started, if I come back to, um, to my potato gun kit, right? Um, back then, 20 years ago, like all I needed was a kit and that, or my DVD and a kit actually to begin with, it was just this and advertising online was so simple. Like I just had to throw this up and I made money. Right. And then Google raised their prices. It got harder. So I had to become a better marketer and I i to figure, okay, now I need to have an actual funnel it's page one and page two. Right. And so like I had to get better, but then over time, advertising costs continued to go up. Right. And if you look at, um, this right here right? Advertising costs continue to go up. And so I can't just do it with just a product. I can't do just just a funnel. It's Here's the first funnel. Here's the second funnel. Here's the third funnel. So we call it funnel stacking. Here's, the, you know, everything we're doing here to get to break even. We're as close as possible. And then from there, the customer comes in. Now we send them to the next tier in our value ladder. We go through this process and hopefully this is where we become profitable. And from there, we can move to the next tier and so on and so forth. But I have some friends who their businesses, um, again, sometimes they, they don't break in here or here. They don't, break even, they don't make their money back and become profitable until they're up here. Right? And the more sense of media becomes, um, the, the further along this, this kind of journey you have to go to be successful. And so when Darren first asked me, like, hey, you know, in the Why Advertising Fails book, what do you want to write about? I was like, this is the principle. I want, to, I want people to understand funnel stacking, going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, and being very strategic in the process. Right? Like, what's the, what's the strategy? not just like, okay, I have a funnel here and a funnel here, funnel here, but to say, like, okay, someone comes through and, buy, and breaks even, like, what's the process now to get him here? Right? Like, what are the email sequences? Do I text them? Do I have someone on a call? Set them up. Like, what are all the things I need to do to get them to the next step? And they go through this process. And what's the, all the steps I need to get them to the next step? And get them the next step and taking them on this, this journey. At Funnel Hacking Live, when Dan was there a couple weeks ago speaking, he was talking about, um, I can't remember exactly what business he was talking about, but... Um, it was inside of, uh, I think it was a dentist. But was, yeah, it was a dentist we was talking about. And he said that, you know, a lot of times they'd hire him from consulting and he'd sit back and all he'd do is just look at the customer journey, like all the different pieces, right? Like, okay, the ad happens, then how many people show up and then how many people get on the phone and what's the person saying on the phone and then is the person on the phone ruining it, right? Or is the next person? Then from there, there's the appointment and then there's like, there's all the millions of little pieces along the line where, where there's breakage, right? Where things are falling out of it. And if we're not looking at those things, then... You know, things are going to fall out. (laughs) We're going to have tons of breakage. And the same thing is true in your online business or any kind of business. But uh, for us, this is very much how we look. It's funnel stacking. We're taking from this step in the process to this, to this. And we're trying to look very closely. Okay, what's the break off from here to here? What's the break off from here to here? What can we do? How do we... How do we make this stronger? How do we get someone moving from here to here? How do we get more people saying yes to the offers, right? And they came through, okay, now what's the sequences we need to actually get them to go to the next step? And then get them to go to the next step, and you start looking at all those different pieces, and as you build that out and get those things all working, um, then it becomes this customer journey. People come in, they're getting value each step along the journey, and uh, you're able to make the most money. Because like we said at the beginning, whoever can spend the most money to acquire a customer wins. And so I look at my competitors right now, right? I have a lot of competitors who sell software kind of similar to ours. None of it very good, but uh, that's a story for another day. But most of them, all they have is like one thing, right? A lot of them, they've got <coughs> this right here. And they're spending 100 200 $300 to get a trial. Like, okay, that's good, but you're going to lose me every single day of the week because right now we're able to spend insane amounts of money and then all the trials are completely free right? We're getting paid for every trial as opposed to having to go and pay for those customers because we figured out a way to make it so we can spend more money than anybody else in our, in our marketplace. And so that's what I want to kind of share with you guys today. Um, let's see. The one last thing I'll kind of add and then uh, probably pass it back to, to Darren here to kind of wrap the event. But um, it's really understanding that, that for me, I'm showing sure like this is a book funnel, it's a webinar funnel, it's whatever, but every business has got different ways that this happens, Right? Like, for example, most of our high-end coaching actually does not happen online. It happens at our live events. We do live events. We bring people to the events. And this whole funnel is not like a page one, page two, page three, like a funnels funnel, right? This whole page or this whole process is a four-day event that we do where someone comes in and then it's all choreographed and structured in a way to increase the sales of this piece right here, right? We also have, um, you know, we've... You know, in my business, obviously, is more complex than this now. We have more than just three funnels. But we have challenge funnels where people are doing challenge online. There's, there's webinar funnels. There's book funnels. There's a lot of different things all pushing people up this stream to get them, get them to, to move through and, uh, and to ascend and to, and to kind of go up from there. And so that's what I want to share with you guys. That's called funnel stacking. Uh, it's the process we use uh, that we've used to grow click funnels this point um, without taking on any money, without taking on the outside of the capital, uh, because we're able to self-finance everything by having this process in place. And so that's kind of what it is. So with that said, uh, Darren, are you back? Oh, there you are. How's Russell, it going, man? Look
1: at that. We're back. All right, Russell, thanks so much. Great presentation, guys. Uh, everybody who's tuned in today, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed the day. And uh, to those of you who've already got your hands on uh, why advertising fails, congratulations. Thank you so much, and we'll be back with you in the newsletter. Make sure you grab a trial and uh, stay glued to the community. Uh, the community has changed my life. It's changed Russell's life. It's changed the lives of uh, all of our members who have been uh, glued to the community for a period of time. So make sure you take a test drive to the community, and uh, we hope to be the, uh, the folks who can help change your business for the better as well.
0: You've been listening to one of our gold members-only podcasts. Make sure you upgrade and become a Diamond member and get access to the Diamond members-only podcast as well. On top of that, you'll also get access to the whole enchilada with all dance courses and so much more. So make sure you upgrade to Diamond now by going to diamondupgrade.com.